Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Welcome to the Illuminated Word. My name is Devin Morris. Today our passage comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 14 through 25. Yesterday, Chris started us down this path. That is the book of Genesis and uh, led us through the first three days of creation. I'll be doing the next two today, and David will pick us up with uh, day six tomorrow. So let's read our section and, and we'll get into it. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swim according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living kinds according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Our day six is getting broken up here. Uh, we're, we're missing... Uh, man's being created and I'm super bummed about it because I would love to include that in some of my comments but whatever I will leave it to to David to take over we've got a really good section though uh, if we go back to the the fourth day which is the day that that we started out on um, d- uh, Chris mentioned yesterday that the first three days are all about setting up different uh, levels in this house of God so there's three levels and then in the next three days, God comes in and, and fill those, fills those. I uh, completely agree with that. I love the way that um, Sandra Richter, in in her book, um, oh man, I can't remember the name of the book. It's about being a steward, and there's the word steward in the name. Stewards of Eden. It's a really good book. You should check it out. And it's all about ecology and taking care of the world that that God has given to us. Um, I like some of her comments on um, the the purpose of the world that we live in. So let me read one of her comments here. The universe and everything in it symbolized God. This means that the Christian view of the world is and can only be fundamentally symbolic. The world does not exist for its own sake, but as a revelation of God. God's ever-expanding universe was offered to his children such that they may always be captivated by its profound complexity, its fierce beauty, and its fragile balance, 
I really love that imagery because what you get in in the next three days of creation, and it could be said about all creation, is that there's just so much beauty to it and almost a unnecessary amount of things within it that when we look around and see it, uh, for us to just be in awe of. You know, there's no reason for God to give us such a great earth to live on, but he does, and he fills it with all these wonderful, wonderful things. Starting in verse 14, in day four, God creates these lights. Uh, it's been noted uh, for, for many decades now that uh, the Hebrew says, not sun and moon, which there are Hebrew words for, but great light and lesser light. And there's no doubt that when Moses is writing Genesis, he is writing in kind of a counterway to Mesopotamian and Babylonian uh, religions uh, where they would worship the sun. And it's, it's kind of a slight to those religions in saying, uh, hey, we're not even going to mention the name of your God, the sun here. Instead, we're going to refer to it as a, as a greater light and a lesser light because these things are subject to the great one that is God. Uh, the great one God creates these lesser things that you other people worship. If we could kind of phrase it that way, it is kind of a, an attack on uh, pagan pagan gods uh, so you'll see in verse 16 uh, some translations may say sun and moon but the hebrew there in the esv uh, takes it this way too is, is a greater light in a lesser light we move into now it, it, with that as well with this day four you have the theological concept being emphasized to in 18 that these lights are to separate light from the darkness um and that's an important concept, and that's why it's picked up at, at the beginning of, of John also. Also, let's not miss the purpose. I think sometimes that's skipped over very quickly. The purpose of the sun, moon, and the stars, according to God, is to, uh, at the end of verse 14, let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So there is this, hey, the sun and moon is going to be rotating, uh, or you know, earth will be rotating around the sun, and it's meant to show days and years, and you can count on them. Uh, this is not a, um, I really love the, the language that we use and how it can really transform the way we think about something. So when we talk about natural law, we think it's just something that's in law itself and it can't be uh, undone and that really goes on to affect the way we view miracles and view the supernatural but if, instead if you look at the natural law quote-unquote as um, think just these systems that God has has promised um, just to show just to give us some sense of uh, rigidity and some sense of order to the world but they're not things that are so fixed that they can't ever be undone if that makes sense so these days and years and these signs and seasons are things that god blesses us with things that didn't have to be this way it's a really important way to view creation as a whole um there's there's you know the big conversation is genesis a six-day literal creation account um and then the bigger question might be, does it matter, right? <laughs> does it matter if it's a literal six days or not? Um, and those are those are great questions to ask. Uh, so if you want to go with you know old Earth 
versus young earth, we could call it that, or um, uh, six literal days or um, millions of years. There, you, you lose something by committing to either of those arguments. Um, if you commit to millions of years old, uh, you do lose the literalness of what we read in Genesis 1. And that's why many people have decided to take it as metaphorical or symbolic. And that's great because I think that is a part of what's going on in Genesis. But we also have to step back and say, why did God say that it took six days to create? Because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to order things that way. So why does he say six days? Is it just so he could have a seventh day Sabbath? That seems pretty arbitrary. While rest is important to God and he wants to give us rest, that doesn't mean he still had to order things in six days. So you lose that if you commit to millions of years. What you lose if you commit to literal six days is what you what we see to be evidenced in the world around us. Uh, there seems to be evidence of old things. And again, there's arguments to back that up. Well, God just creates an old earth. Uh, and that's great. I'm, I'm just saying you lose something when you commit to either side. And so really what you have to maybe just step back and, and just ask some good why questions. Why questions are really good. Why does God use six days? Why does God set things up the way he does? Hopefully that will lead us to some truth. Ultimately, God is not going to keep us out of heaven if we can't tell him whether he did it in six days or not. Um, when you get down to the, the fifth day, it, it's quick, but it's but it's important because what's being filled with the earth now are the things um, that we are supposed to be stewards of that probably right now in the world that we're living in, we are the worst at stewarding. Uh, we are, you know, if we look at the food production business, um, what consumerism has brought us, uh, we are pretty self-motivated, self-centered people when it comes to the way that we um, eat and, and what we're willing to uh, do to other creatures in order for us to have more things to eat, uh, whether it be hormones or these uh, mass slaughter uh, farms and, and things like this. And, um, and, and not to get in a, in a place where you might be thinking I'm, <laughs> I'm talking crazy or something. But if we look at the, these Genesis accounts, as yes, God gives us these things to be awed by, to have blessings in, but he also gives us to take care of them. And that's what's so important about when man comes along. He's given commands that the rest of creation is not given. Man comes along and is told to do certain things that the rest of creation is not really told to do. Yes, the sea creatures, the birds, the, the animals... The creeping things are told to fill and multiply, but man comes along in a much bigger command to to have dominion over, and and that means to steward well, to take care of, and that's often something that we we miss out on. This is a great man. Genesis is so powerful just to sit back and read it and think about the great things that God has done for us. He is a good God, and I hope that you've uh, not just today but throughout your the, the whole week that you're looking for ways to love and serve your neighbor in genuine and sincere ways. Peace and love.